What do you think is the difference between annualized return and also absolute return? And why is it important for you to know the difference? What is up, Dillon Nation? It's Rick here. In today's episode, we will be talking about the difference between annualized return and also absolute return. Now, when you think about it, the sole purpose of an investment is to make money, correct? Otherwise, why bother investing? But the problem is too many people, they approach investment without having a sound understanding of how their investments are performing. What is the point of investing if you're constantly losing money, right? So without this knowledge, investors, they could be losing their investments without even knowing it. And I'm not talking about measuring just one stock. I'm talking about measuring your entire portfolio. And that will give you a bigger picture. And that is why it is so important to know and also to understand the two most common investment ratio, which is annualized return and also absolute return. But before that, where are my fellow investors at? Thank you so much for spending the time with me again today. Also, if you're looking for a way to start investing with just $200 per month, be sure to check out our DSE 7-day short course where I'll be guiding you on how you can start investing in ETFs with as little as $200 per month. It is a very, very simple step-by-step framework to get you started. How simple? Well, it is so simple you can even teach your neighbors to do it for you. Well, if you want to find out more, link is in the description. Anyway, when you're ready, let us get started with our topic of the day. So first of all, what is absolute return? Now, absolute return essentially tells you the investment's performance without taking into account the amount of time committed. So this simple formula actually tells you how much you make and it can be expressed in terms of dollars or as a percentage of the original investment. So typically, we would of course prefer percentage because they are more useful. Why? Because when you make it in the form of percentage, you are comparing both the original investment and the return in a single figure. So for example, let's say you made $5,000 from an investment, right? Sounds great, correct? But what if you originally invested $5 million? Now, the return doesn't sound so impressive, right? So the good thing is if you knew that you were only getting a, you're only making about 0.1%, then you would quickly realize the subpar return and you'll probably look for a better investment. And that is why it is so important to understand the concept absolute return. So how do you calculate absolute return? So the good thing about absolute return is that the calculation is super simple. So you just subtract your original investment from your total return and that will tell you how much you have made. So for example, let's say you you made a $20,000 investment, right? So that would be your original investment amount. So now let's say that investment grows to $26,000 in three years. Now you would subtract that $20,000 from $26,000 and you'll get $6,000. And this $6,000 is your absolute return. Now, this is just in terms of dollars. If you want to calculate in terms of percentage, easy. 
just divide the dollar return by the original investment. So in this case, you are dividing $6,000 by $20,000, $20, which is your original investment, and you multiply that by 100 to get the percentage value. And that will give you the absolute return of 30%. But here's the problem. Absolute return doesn't take into account the amount of time, right? The amount of time that you have committed to this investment. So if you're making 30% in five years, that's a really, really poor investment return, right? So that is why we look at annualized return. So what is annualized return? Annualized return, it measures the yearly performance of an investment. And because we are using a fixed time frame, which in this case is the yearly return, it will give us a better picture when you compare the investment with other investments. So for example, let's say you have two separate investments. The first investment offers you 15% over 18 months. The second investment offers 10% over 11 months. Now the question is, which is better? It is hard to decide, right? Because the time frame is not the same. 18 months and 11 months, you can't decide. How do you compare, right? So that is how annualized return actually solve this problem which is by expressing the return in a per year basis. So if you are asked, which annualized return is better? 9.8% 9, 9 or 12%? Of course, you'd go for the larger one, right? Which is 12% per year. So now, how do you calculate annualized return? So to calculate annualized return, of course, it is slightly more complex compared to absolute return, right? So if you want to find, if you actually find it to be complex, no worries, you can look for the pre-existing Analyzed Return Calculator. You can find it on any website. If you want to know about it, I actually have a link in the, in the description and you can check out the Analyzed Return Calculator. Now, back to our manual calculation. If you want to calculate manually, you need three values. The first value is your initial value, which is your initial investment. The second value is the final value of your investment. And the third value is how many years have you held that investment. So these are the three main data that you need. So with these three main data, how do you calculate? First thing, you divide your final value by your initial value of your investment. Now, once you have done that, take the answer from step one to the power of one over the number of years you have held the investment. Once you've done that, next step three, subtract one from your answer in step two, and then multiply that by 100 to get in terms of percentage. Now, if you find it to be complicated, no worries, I'll give you an example. So looking at the same example from before. So initial investment was $20,000. Investment grows to $26,000. Okay, so that is your final value of your investment. Number of years is three years, right? So step one, divide your final value by your initial value of your investment. So meaning $26,000 divided by two $20,000. So it gives you 1.3. Okay. And then now step two, take that answer to the power of one over the number of years you have held the investment. So 1.3 to the power of one over three, because it's three years and you will get 1.091. Okay. So that is step two. Next step three, subtract one from your answer in step two and then multiply by 100. So in this case, 1.091 
minus 1 and then you multiply that to 100 and you'll get 9.14 annualized return 9.14 percent right so that is how you do it right if you find it to be too complicated no worries just use the annualized uh, return calculator right link will be in the description if you need it right so here's something i want to share with you guys when i first started investing i always thought absolute return is the only thing i need to know right because i just want to know how much i'm going to make right in terms of dollars correct then i was exposed to percentage of absolute return and then that's all i wanted to know right because i wanted, I wanted to know how many percent absolute return i'm getting if i'm making 100% that's a two bagger right that's a big deal and then i realized the importance of time frame right because if i'm making 100% or if i'm making two baggers in 10 years that's an annualized return of just 7% which is worse than the S&P 500 right so that's when i started to measure my investments with annualized return but does that mean that annualized return is the most important no why because here's the thing if you're investing millions of dollars or even billions of dollars like Warren Buffett and you compare him to other small investors you might think that Warren Buffett has lower annualized return and he's not performing well but that is not the truth at all right when you have billions of dollars to invest you can no longer invest in small companies or mid-cap companies right you can only invest in large cap or mega cap companies so that in and of itself will already limit the amount of opportunity that Warren Buffett has. So the key is to not get too carried away by low annualized return. If you think about it, if Warren Buffett invested $1 billion, and even if he just made 20%, he would have made $200 million, right? The 20% of $1 billion is $200 million. And if you compare that to a smaller investor, someone who only invested a million dollars. Even if this investment grows by 100%, two baggers, he would have made an extra $1 million, right? So if you compare that to Warren Buffett's amount, although his annualized return is lower, but his absolute return is still very much higher, right? So don't get too carried away by the annualized return, right? Absolute return is equally important. And that is what I've been implementing in my program as well, the DSE program. So four months ago, when I decided to launch my DSE program, I thought to myself, there is no point teaching if I can't show you that this simple strategy of investing in ETFs and dollar cost averaging actually works. So I decided to open a virtual trading account and invest consistently and update the performance to you guys on a monthly basis. And since then, I've, I've gotten some comments saying that the returns are not impressive. Now, first of all, the person clearly does not understand dollar cost averaging, right? I'm not going to explain everything here. If you want to know more about dollar cost averaging, check out this research article in the description. It's the only article you need to understand the power of dollar cost averaging. And the title of this article is what? Even God couldn't beat dollar cost averaging. Mm. So go check it out, go check out this article and you'll know what I mean. Secondly, it's only been four months, my friend. Be patient. Just give me a few years and you'll and we'll, we'll see who's laughing by then, right? Anyway, 
Whatever it is, this is not for me to prove to you that others are wrong. I'm not planning to do that. I have no intention of doing that. This is just one way of me to show you that it is possible. right? Even if you have no investing background, you have no accounting background, or you don't have finance background, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't have to be complicated. right? If you're afraid of investing in individual stocks, or if you find that it's too complicated, you're not entirely sure, but you know the importance of investing, compounding, and also the importance of time, and you want to get started, even with a small capital of 200 per month, it is possible, right? Feel free to join us and I'll be guiding you on how you can get started, all right? So that is all from me, my friend. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow and subscribe. For more info, all the links will be in the description or you can check out dilun.com to find out more. Until next time, take care, you guys. I'll catch you on the next episode.